You're listening to Tipsy, Tipsy Book Reads. I'm Rebecca. I'm Bree. And I'm Jess. And, and we're Tipsy. Too many books on my TBR. Too many books on my TBR. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a little bit. It's been a little bit. A we little gotta bit. get back into the swing of things. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hi, ladies. Um, hi, guys. Hi. It's, been yeah, it's been a minute. We took a little bit of a break. Yeah. Yeah. I missed you. I missed you guys. We're on a new book. We're on a new book. Ah! So exciting. So exciting. It's called the... What is it called, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of Birds and Snails. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's, That's the right. one. <laughs> um, wait, what? No, what is it? We lied. The... The, the ballad of songbirds ah! and okay. snakes, aka the Hunger Games prequel. Yes, <laughs> as I will be referring to it. Yes. I have never read any of these. Ah, yes, I've read all of them, and I've read the original trilogy, but not this one. So this is going to be a fascinating perspective from each of us. Yeah. Especially for Jess, because I think a yeah. lot of people have read The Hunger Games first and then the prequel, and mm-hmm. so we're going to hear from Jess reading it from the prequel through The Hunger Games. Yeah, and what the hell have y'all got me into? This, uh, is, yeah. not, <laughs> this is not a children's book. I like thought it's this was a children's book. And it really not. is, but it's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> I'm like traumatized already, and I'm like 52 pages <laughs> in. I literally read these in like ninth grade. Oh, I read them in middle grade. school. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I don't remember when this came out. Yeah, I think it was, it was like middle school. school when this came out for me. And like, I'm so, honestly so glad I did not read this shit in middle school. I was school. telling my mom, because I was telling her about a scene we'll talk about later on. But I was like, I remember I was sat in the back of the car. Her and my sister were in the front seats. And I was telling them about it because I read this one part in the Hunger Games, which I won't talk about. I know exactly what one you're talking about. I know you do. And I read it to them because I was like, oh my god. And my mom was like, I don't know if you should be reading these or not. And I did, and I love them, and I love them to this day. So maybe that's why I'm so fucked up. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. So we're (laughs) attempting something new this week. Yes. We're going to do our ten words off the top of our heads. Oh crap, I forgot. We decided on that already. (laughs) Okay. Um, I don't want to go first. <laughs> no one wants to go first. I don't know if this is going to work, because we're going to... I got it, I got it. Okay, oh. go on. Holy shit. This is gross. Why do I like this? <laughs> nice. This is not a children's book. What the fuck, y'all? <laughs> you guys, all the pressure's really on. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. Wow, yikes. Look at how awful war can be. Yikes. Love it. <laughs> I did, that was awful, but that's all I could come okay, up with. Hey, I'm here for it. Okay. Good job. What we I'm really impressed this week. with... Oh, oh so. sorry. Sorry. No, I was gonna say I'm really impressed with everyone. You guys killed it. Yeah. You did too. I feel like on the spot, I feel like those are like better than when we oh. prepare them. <laughs> <laughs> so true. Alright, so, um, we have two drinks this episode because, um... I'm not sure how this is going to turn out. So we have, this is Pasca? Yes. Pasca? Yeah. So sangria with citrus and herbs and honey, because the herbs and honey that's in Pasca and the wine. Um, and then also we said that it reminded us of mead. So we got mead. This is Viking blood mead. Honey wine with hibiscus and hops added. So... I've never tried this before, so let's try it, ladies. Here we go. I've never had mead. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Ooh. I was telling the girls there's a... That sound that's going to be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, there's a... That's okay. Here's what I was trying to say. Um, there's, like, a handcrafted one. In downtown Deland. Oh my. Um, yeah. Cheers. Like a meadery. Cheers, ladies. Is it just me or does that smell so strong? Yeah. Oh, it, it is, is so strong. Oh it's my. like freaking like 19% alcohol. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> ready? Oh, I like it. Yeah. 
This is one of the better ones I've had. Oh, when wow. it's not, like, fresh, when it's, like, bottled, it's either very bad or very good. Yeah. And this is very good. <laughs> it is. Wow. Do you like it? I do like it. There's, um... Well, I'll have to get some, because you can buy it, like, bottled mm-hmm. to go. Oh, it's, like... It's rushed on. Wow. This is, like, a sip and drink. Holy this cow. This is not a... <laughs> oh, God. Wait, finish your story. No, that's okay. I was just gonna say some... Like, I'll have to get some sometime, so you guys can try, because Absolutely. It's... Delicious. Like, one of my favorite drinks I've ever had. Those I are really it. good meadery in um, Asheville, North Carolina. Yes. I can't get over the fact that it's called a meadery. Meadery. I guess What's cidery it? makes cider or brewery. I know, but it sounds meadery. Is oh, what I'm like. <laughs> um, so, you're gonna, you guys are going to be proud of me. Oh, yeah? When I was on break for Christmas, we <laughs> went up to Tennessee. My brother-in-law talked me into doing, like, a bourbon whiskey tasting and there's this one that we tried and it was called the burning chair or something and he'd gotten it as a gift for his like fancy job that he he does (laughs) guys i took one little tiny sip and i was like you like wasted (laughs) it was so freaking strong i wasn't i ended up giving it and putting coke in it guys i'm sorry (laughs) but i had to finish it because it's expensive and i don't want it but it was good Yes. yes And we I also had already, like, like, yes, we need to, for sure. I think I would have been able to do it straight if I hadn't already been drinking. drinking. Yeah. And so, but I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> My eyes crossed. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, that was really good. So yeah. jealous, though, because I was telling you guys about that one I tried when I was up in Seattle. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, there was a peach one and then a pumpkin Ooh. one, and I was obsessed with both. Oh they were gosh. so good. Mm. There's Honey, a meadery anything. over in Tampa, and there's somebody that brings the mead into work a lot, and, like, he'll bring just, like, every flavor. There was, like, a, it was, like, a waffle mead. So, what? it was, like, literally, Maple-y? like, maple. So it was so good. You know, anything honey, anything bees, I'm obsessed with. Well, it was an accidental big sip. Oh, uh, yikes. I <laughs> know um, you sip. <laughs> oops. Trigger warnings. Oh, yeah, trigger warnings. There could be discussion this week um, on topics including war, extreme poverty, alcoholism, trauma, assault, starvation, cannibalism, eugenics, classism, forced military service, abuse, and PTSD. If those are topics that you are uncomfortable with or um, could be triggering for you, then this episode or this book might not be for you. And with that, we dive in to the young adult world of Suzanne Collins. (laughs) We're just temporarily here. We don't want to live in it. No. <laughs> We're just passing on through. Yeah, choo-choo. Okay, so how do you say his name? Um, here's the thing. I know this isn't how it's, it's, is, what it is. In my brain, I have read it since the very first time I read it. Cornelius. Same. Okay. Glad. It's Cornelius to me. I kept saying Corio when yeah, I was reading it loud just to Jess. Corio. Because. That was what do you nickname. think it is? Corio. Corio Linus. Corio Linus. Corio Linus. I wonder if she Linus. said it. In like uh, an yeah, no disrespect if we mispronounce anything. The names yes. in this book are kind of wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, but wild. Let's I think see. Beck's gonna see if we can find a <clears throat> pronunciation am. of it. Closures, 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 closures. Okay. Coriolanus. <laughs> Coriolanus. 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 One more time. Oops. Coriolanus. Let's find someone not giving spoilers at the beginning. <laughs> they literally gave his entire job title. <laughs> Sorry, guys. That's okay. It's not like I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, that's true. Suicide. Making his name foreshadow his fate for Coriolanus Snow. Coriolanus. 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 Okay. I'm just gonna say Corio, I think. Okay, cool. Because I am an eight-year-old. Is that why you're an eight-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Corio. Alright. That's kind of a cool name. Hey, Corio. I like that. Choreography. Choreography. <laughs> Choreography. <laughs> Guys, where should we start? Wait, yeah. Page five? <laughs> okay, so we're going to restructure. Yeah, we're restructuring, so we're figuring out how we want to restructure this. <laughs> Sorry, do, bear with us this first episode while we figure out logistically how to. 
We're just going to talk about the shit that went down. Okay, <laughs> so basically a huge war happened. Yeah. In the uni- what used to be the United States of America. And now it's Pan Am. And Pan Am. it's split into 12, districts. well, 13 districts mm-hmm. and a capital. Yes. Yeah, I thought you're right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously things are like post-war, like, environment with like... Okay, hold on though. The timeline is a little wonky. Because there's also a civil war that happens in... Pan Am. Yes. Yeah. It took me a while to like yeah, so piece there was that a back war, together. And then there was like And then Pan Am war. existed. Yes. And then there, there was, was another war. And so the districts were like That was there. the districts against the capital, right? Yes. Yes. There was an uprising, a rebellion mm-hmm. of the districts yes. versus the capital. And that is was how the Hunger Games was born because right. they needed to quote unquote punish the districts for rebelling right. against. Yes. And like keep them like Remembering in their yeah. shoes yeah. about like okay the capital that's who's boss. they own us yeah. we have like ultimate power over you guys sort of thing, um, and then I think it's also important like each of the districts kind of like has like their strong suit and like what they're known for oh, yeah yeah um, yeah which we haven't quite learned like everyone yet we just started get, diving like, little into it tidbits mm-hmm. so, so yeah at the very beginning we basically see that um, choreo choreo we need choreo. <laughs> But basically that, like, the capital, which is supposed to be superior to everything else, is also just in ruins. And, like, the people that live in the capital also have, like, jack shit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They, like, have sold off little bits of freaking bathroom tile to buy a freaking lima bean. Yeah. Like, it's rough. Yeah. And they're just, like, basically pretending to be higher and Mm -hmm. more rich than everyone else. When in reality... They're having Very cabbage yeah. Yeah. water yeah. for breakfast. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In reality. Um, so we learned that Corio's from the Snow family, which used to be, like, one of the major families in the capital. And we're coming up on a reaping, which is how they go to each of the districts and they pick a boy and a girl tribute who will participate in the Hunger Games. Yeah. And we learn that Corio is going to be a mentor, which yeah. is a new thing that they're implementing. Yes, yeah, so they're trying to get more viewers for this Hunger Games. Which is whack. Which is so gross. And so the whole time, they have these teenage kids, like, giving feedback and mentoring the other teenager children. But the interesting <laughs> part about the mentorship is even, like, nobody really knows, like, what it mm-hmm. is yet. Yeah. Like, they don't even, they're like, no, well, we're assigned these people, but then what? Yeah. Yeah, so we see, it's kind of cool, though, because throughout these chapters, we, it's not cool, but from the perspective, we see, like, how some go really way out of, like, if I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win. Yeah. Yeah. Because the winner gets, like, a something. And yeah. everybody else dies. Yeah. Yeah. So. So, from the first chapter, like, Let's talk about what stuck with us the most and, like, what was most impactful. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Near the beginning of the chapter when he was talking about having to, like, sell everything off for food or burn it for warmth, and he talked about burning his books. Yeah. And that that was, like, so traumatic for him, (sighs) but then he, like, like, checked himself and was like, it's, it's better off sad than dead. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, I feel like that is, like, a major theme theme yeah mm-hmm. through like a lot of the what they've been through like absolutely. well it's better off sad than dead absolutely uh meeting some of his family was something that's as a reader of all of the books i won't say anything yeah same um there was something so when i first read this through i didn't catch it but this second time around it triggered a memory and there might be some familiar faces. There might be some familiar faces, which is, like, yeah. literally blowing my mind. Yeah, same. So yeah. that's something is that's Is it tigers? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. We'll have to see. Oh, and her, and her creating an, an outfit or a shirt from him. Yeah, it was yeah. so sweet. Yeah. That was super sweet. I love her, like, motherly role that she plays. Yeah, so he, she's his cousin, and we learned they're both orphaned mm-hmm. and living with their grandma, so that's kind of some more background on that. And I feel like their grandma still hasn't, like, fully, like, woken up to the fact she's of, like... Little, she's a little not all there. Yeah, like, what it looks like now, you know, yeah. she's still kind of... Tending to her land. roses yeah. and singing the anthem and mm-hmm. that's kind of it. She has beautiful roses. Yeah. 
Yeah. <sighs> oh, one of the things they keep talking about is um, snow lands on top, which yeah. is kind of like what's been keeping them going throughout like the whole of the war and now even post-war, which I really think is kind of like a sweet thing it's to cute. kind of have as a family to it's be able to know. keep sure. going. Yeah. yeah, it's cute. Um, oh, just the fact that like when they're talking about the food that they can eat and everything and they're saying that trash is a luxury that like n- they don't have the luxury to throw anything o- away anymore they yeah, repurpose everything mm-hmm. they eat like now like in America right now mo- oh I feel like sorry did you just <laughs> I almost dropped it <laughs> go ahead um I feel like a lot of people don't think a lot about waste. Like, when you go to restaurants and stuff like that, I feel like there's so much waste. Mm -hmm. And just reading this in the perspective of having to literally use and reuse everything. Like, the extra boiled water from cabbage or the peels of, like, everything having a purpose. Like, even just when I think about, like, cooking and the amount of waste, like, even just, like, people reusing grease from, like, bacon, for example. Mm -hmm. Like, I always cook my eggs in my bacon grease yeah but like as a general rule we're just a we can be a very wasteful society I feel like and reading this is like yeah I don't know we're not quite as extreme but my mom my mom's mom so my mom grew up with her mom and her mom grew up during the great depression right so like she was raised to be very resourceful and like everything's reused or everything's repurposed or you scrape the mold off the cheese and eat the other part of it sort of thing. And so, like, some of it's kind of familiar, obviously not to this degree, but I definitely do think, like, it's kind of interesting, like, the connection there because, like, very similar to, like, Great Depression. And, like, this isn't really a spoiler, but in the movie, I feel like we see kind of, like, similar styles of dress as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely think there's a little bit of, like, drawing from those kind of... That is a cultural great point. Yeah. Things. And I definitely do think it can be a cultural thing and yeah. also, like, a generational thing. Absolutely. Um, and I know that, like, I don't know, I think restaurants are yeah. the ones that are so, so bad about it. And mm-hmm. stores. Like, I've been seeing a lot of stuff lately about stores. Like, there was one thing I saw the that... TikToks of, like, people going yeah, through trash. Yeah, and yeah, finding cases so of things because, like, the policy will be, like, if one thing in the case is broken, you just throw out the whole case. And it's like the amount of waste is disgusting. It's so we bad. overproduce because people. I don't know why we started doing instead. it, but yeah, yeah, it's so bad. I watched a TikTok of a lady who literally dumpster dives for food and stuff mm-hmm. because not all of it is bad. And she literally had like forty pounds of cherries she found, and so oh she gosh. made all kinds of like sweets yeah. and like we're giving it out to like her neighbors. Like she's always making stuff wow. for other people. Yeah, there was a lady that was dumpster diving, and she found like a big thing. You know those little glass bulbs with like tulips and or flowers yeah. that you grow or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like a whole case, and one of them was broken, so they threw out the rest of the case. So she had like fifteen of these like beautiful flower things, and she said she like gifted some and kept some. And like people just throw shit out like even the amount of stuff that I've found on the freaking curb yeah that like I can be repurposed yeah. and Didn't like instead of just yeah a beautiful like stand-up mirror a beautiful Ethan Allen freaking like uh entryway table yeah. like honestly like I don't know just it's gonna go to a landfill at least yeah. like donate it to Goodwill how hard is that as opposed to like sitting it on the curb absolutely but yeah, the, so funny this you say that though because my neighborhood we put it on the curb for other neighbors to get it. Yeah, and, but well, some like my old and neighborhood that's was like so that's what because a lot of my like photo props that I'll, I'll get like yeah. chairs, like stools and stuff like that. I literally like once a month will go around and look and we'll snatch yeah. them. Yeah, which some neighborhoods definitely are like that, and then there's the neighborhoods that like turn it out trash day yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, yeah, um, come on, people, absolutely. Um, one thing that stood out to me is that um, the reaping day is on July 4th. Oh. Okay, really good catch. I yeah. did not catch that. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. That's wild. I didn't have, um, there's not anything like specific that I wanted to say, but I just thought oh, that was an that's interesting. Important. Something else that's interesting bit. is that this is supposed to be like modern day America, right? I don't think so. I think it's they future. have like cell phones. It's future. It's dystopian. But it feels like yeah. past. 
Yes. Mm. Like, it feels very much, like, past to me. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's, it's not. not. Yeah. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which, like, threw me for a loop when they were talking about, like, printers and cell phones and stuff. And I was like, No, because oh, they have, shit. like, the eye scanner. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's very... I feel like that is dystopian, though, like, where you're so yeah. far in the future and it's so dead that it's, like, No, I think that is. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Um, also, yeah, but it was a weird, like, setting check. Yeah. Thing. We've, we're introduced to A-boxes, I think Yes. Yeah. Yep. Those this are the is, ones with the no tongues, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, if someone, um, disobeys the capital, like does a anything, is a traitor, they get their tongue cut out, which is, like... So symbolic to so many things, <laughs> um, yeah. And yeah. so we we get we, they actually mentioned that a few times throughout uh, this book of what they are, but hmm, sips tea. Interesting. I feel like I'm missing something here. <laughs> no, about the just, A boxes. Just yeah. that like, I think it's just like symbolic yeah. to how we other people and how we take away people's voices. Yeah. yeah. That's how I was kind of thinking That's about exactly it. what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which, I was just wondering if it, like, connected later because it's Oh, it does. It does. Okay. It, does. Okay. it, does. it like, definitely goes through the entire series as a whole, but, like, it's, again. yeah, an important theme. Heard. Yeah. I think that just goes back into the classism and, like, othering, which we see again and again in this book and throughout the other ones as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, also talking about, like, the shirt that Tigress made for Corio, and when he was stressing about it, he talked about, like, there's so many other stressors, but he's gonna just stress on that one thing, because, like, that one thing is something he can control in his life, Mm -hmm. and I feel like we can all relate to that, like, holding on to that one thing, like, I can fix this, even if the whole rest of the room is burning. I'm gonna hold on to this one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of like deep messages in this book that that's really good. And then I think on a deeper level of who this character is too, that it says something that he's controlling his appearance. Like that's mm-hmm. what he chose was something that he could appear as being better. Um, especially because keeping up me, like the, the yeah. facade. Yes. So, in this chapter, can I ask, um, did we meet the Dean? Or Dean whatever? High bottom? Yeah, when they ha- when they meet each other and then he, like, points out, boy, I've, I know that shirt from your father or whatever. No, that would be chapter okay, two. Okay, sorry. Okay, no, that's that okay. Was, yeah, let's yeah. talk about that when it comes up, because Slick... I don't know, I'm done with this chapter. Oh, okay. Uh, what sorry. pages are we on? Um, I have 19. Okay. Did we talk about... Oh, um, also, it talked about self-medication and it yes. being a citywide epidemic. I wasn't sure if we had talked about um, Sorry. No, and how, like, as a result of the war, just, like, everybody is in this, like, post-war haze where mm. they're just, like, self-medicating with alcohol or, like, whatever else they can find. Yeah. Because I feel like the whole capital is just, like, numb. Yeah. Did we... I, they did... Oh, sorry, hold on. No, it's Okay. Um, yeah, this is in chapter one. On page, on 19, I don't know if one of you guys had kind of a specific point, but, um, he's talking about, like, if he kind of, like, what's next for him, right? Mm, So he's, like, it's free for him. Right now he's in the academy, Mm -hmm. which is free. But then if he wants to go to the university, which is how you get all the good jobs, he's going to need a scholarship. Yeah. Because it's way too expensive. They can't afford it. And... So him becoming a mentor is a good thing because then that's more likely of him getting that scholarship because he can prove that he's worthy of it. Mm-hmm. But he's talking about how if he doesn't, like, what's next and, like, how awful things will become. Yeah. And he's talking about for his grandmother, how you were kind of saying just, like, she's kind of just, like, in this fog. Like, if that happened, if they fell even further out of grace, like, it'd be kinder to, like, toss her out the window yeah, I than for her to have too. to, like actually deal with it yeah and i it's have like, that tap like to disgrace would kill him back like, to, kill her yeah yeah mom. and back to your point it's like that appearance is sick like they would still be alive yeah. they would still have each other but if they lost their apartment if they lost their standing as one of the like original high families like mm. it would be too much at least for the grand grand ma'am yeah yeah because but also for him like we kind of see him throughout the book like constantly but i think he's like battling going. with that like, I think, I think so he's like, okay, too, yeah. better sad than dead, 
but also I want to look like the shit, but like, you know yeah. what I mean? Whereas no, I like, I think his grandma through and through is like appearances all the way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like him with the, like being the younger generation is trying to like reconcile with like, mm. okay, how important is this? I don't know. Mm. I, I don't know. I see like, is he bad? Cause I see like. He tries to be good. I just love hearing your perspective so freaking much. Yeah, I do too. I just love it. <laughs> save, save this. Okay. No, I won't. I won't no, don't say that. anything. Okay. Don't say anything. Because you're correct. I just, in ways. he tries, I feel like. And I think we see that. I, I do. think we see yeah. that he tries here. That's what I'm struggling with. It's, it's, this book is going <laughs> to your brain up a lot. Just There's, to let you know. Really quick, to piggyback on what Brie was saying... Um, even going back to chapter, or page 16, there's a conversation that happens with him and a few of his classmates where they're talking about the outfits and, like, him and another one were, like, faking a conversation of, like, yeah, oh, well, your dress looks beautiful and new, even though he's, like, seen it three times before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she could, she totally knew. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. And so She's I like, wrote. Had it redone. Yeah, exactly. So I wrote. So they're all poor, but pretending to be rich. Yep. Which yeah. is literally what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. They just like sew some old feathers to a ten-year-old dress and say they've had it done up for the special occasion. Yeah. <laughs> which is the tenth anniversary of these games. Yeah. yeah. The time is so crazy. I need a timeline. Yeah. <laughs> um. I okay. Have no idea what's happening. So. <laughs> Chapter two? Do we have anything for chapter one left? I th- I'm good on chapter one. Okay. Where does chapter two start? 22. Oh, we find out who he got. In chapter two? Yes. 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 So he finds out not who he got, but what district he was going to receive, correct? And which gender. And which gender. So he was assigned district 12 and he a female. Girl. So, and he says that district 12 is a big slap in the face, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then the person that got District 2 used to live in District 2, right? Yeah. Exactly. Which so, is, like, awful. horrible. And, um, Corio's like, well, why aren't you happy? You, like, you got the pick of the litter. He And the other kid's like, I'm part of that litter. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, that's where I came oh, from. I have, I that have was, been me. I am obsessed with such I just... Is that how we say his name? That's let's how do I it. Say his name. That's how I... I Love him. He's so, so far. Important. He's been one of my favorite characters. And that ugh, how his horrible. perspective, his point of view is isn't like I can't it's imagine insane. what he's yeah. Going he's through. basically to... he's like if my dad didn't come into money, that could have been me. Yeah. So he's literally having to train someone for slaughter that he he knows. Yeah. <sighs> like from his hometown, or could have been him. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. He's like looking in the mirror while doing that. So then we go directly into the reaping. So we're seeing as the districts start to pick their tributes. Oh my gosh. Okay, let's talk about the tribute process. What? Yeah. <laughs> so basically they're just like, let's put pick some a name names in a hat and let's pull it out. I'm not going to say it and you're not going to say it either, Brie. That's not for this series. Uh, or this book, yeah. And then they're just like, here you go. You're going to die. Congratulations. <laughs> Clap, clap, clap. Get in the... But we meet someone I love. Yeah. Lucy! Lucy Gray Lucy Gray I'm obsessed with her. I yeah. love her. We literally meet her, and she's like, gets called to her death, and she puts a snake down someone's dress. She's and in a the mayor's daughter. It's the mayor's She's in a rainbow, roughly Fluffy. dress. Her hair is, is like, has wildflowers in it. She walks up, she puts the snake in her dress, keeps going, gets like slapped across the face by the mayor, and then goes on to perform like this whole like show. freaking ballad. Yes, she just is like, well, doesn't the crowd start singing? Someone starts singing and then she picks up the rest. Yes, so that's beautiful. I, yeah, I think it was probably like somebody she knew or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it might have been one of her s- siblings. Siblings. Yeah. Did you talk about that yet? Yeah. yeah. But we will. I think that's wild and also a, a really clever point to put for as, you know, Suzanne as a writer. Yeah. So, nonetheless, that is District 12's girl. So that's Corio's girl. And we all love her and so does Pan Am. Yeah. Yep. 
she catches everyone's attention. At one part, um, the, the narration just goes, she was impossible to look away from. Oh, yeah. I love that because I can picture that just mm-hmm. like completely stealing the show. So, I was thinking for the movie. Um, okay, so I was saying, because there's talks about movie being produced. Oh shit, I didn't know that. Yes, and I think the person I picture for Lucy is Zendaya. Love that. Like, the tenacity, the like... I don't give a fuck. Yes, and just still really classy, because she's still there, she's described as like, still has that class, but also just like... Yes, that's what I'm trying to say, and just like, can put on a whole freaking show... And she and Zendaya has a beautiful voice. Like I just think I don't know. That's yeah. who I picture. I Do you guys that. picture anyone else? I could see that a hundred percent. I'm not sure who else. I feel like we need to know her a little bit more. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But I think from what we know already, like I could definitely see that casting. Yeah, yeah I could see it. Who also, do you guys picture as choreo? I don't picture anyone. I don't picture yeah. anybody. Also, I'm horrible with like actors and actresses because I rarely watch movies. Yeah. So I think Zendaya's on my mind because I just watched Spider Man. Yeah. But she's fantastic. Sure, Anything she's true. in, I will watch. Mm-hmm. That's true. Same. I just have like a small her. pool of names I can pull from. Yeah. <laughs> I don't watch movies really. Oh, real quick. Um, the ballad that she sings. <gasps> some of the lines are, "You can't take my charm. You can't take my humor. You can't take my wealth because that's just a rumor. Nothing you could take from me was ever worth keeping." I love that. I part. love that. I love that part. She's New like, tattoo. "Yeah, you're taking me. I might die, but like, okay, like I still had." these connections and I still have my like I'm giving up my life but I still have all these things about me even she says you can't take my past you can't take my history yeah yeah um and how do you how did you pronounce Sinjinus how did you say his name on 27 Saginus is that what we're saying Saginus um Saginus Saginus that's how I've been saying it in my head he says that he thinks that they rigged it which is interesting when Lucy got yeah. pulled because of the whole mayor's daughter thing. So I wonder if they were like at like fighting yeah. kind of situation, and then that was her way of getting back. Is how they rigged it. I don't know. I could see it. What do you think? I don't know, but yeah, he says I bet they rigged it. Her name wasn't on that slip. Yeah. Weird. Anyways, it's yeah. That's a weird. Yeah. Like why wouldn't he? I don't know. Um, but yeah, I loved her song. And she um, almost cried before someone started singing. That's another sweet part. She was about to cry and then someone started singing. My friends call me Lucy Gray, <laughs> and I hope you will too. <laughs> she blows a kiss to them. Okay. But yeah, I also had the tab, nothing you can take from me I was ever with. Mm-hmm. Oh, um... So then he's just kind of still, like, watching her and thinking about, like, what's, like, what's to come and, like, trying to feel her out as to, like, how she's advantageous to mm. him still. Yeah, like, what have I gotten myself and she into? And sa- he says, she was a gift and he knew it and he must treat her as such. How to wrangle some success from a dress, a snake, and a song. <laughs> what a beautifully written sentence. Yeah. Ooh. But he also says... Ooh. it's okay that was just the part that I had underlined but there's in the middle it also says but how best to exploit her from her show stopping uh, entrance so like at this point he's still like she's just kind of a thing to him okay really good point because we see this constantly through these chapters of we see this human side of him and then all of a sudden there's like a strategy or something that twists it it, where you're like oh I love this and then you're like ooh this was a little icky Mm -hmm. like very back and forth so back and forth and is that like his side of his family where everything is supposed to be on top is mixing with his side of wanting to be better yeah like it reminds me of um I just read a book the kiss quotient actually and the main character like hasn't he's like I have this darkness inside of me that's from my father like Mm. I can't get rid of that and it's like him trying to like battle with that like it's it's in my blood so like I kind of see that in him a little bit of like wow that's a good point generational like yeah badness so to speak or whatever the case may be um and I feel like a lot of characters and a lot of people get so caught up in other people's 
like, legacy and how it affects them. Mm. And, like, oh, because my parent was this, I can never escape that legacy or whatever. Um, It's kind of like how you talked about the subtle art of not giving a fuck, too, and, like, how we always, like, sometimes we play into, like, the view of what other people see us as. Mm. Yes. And I feel like he's still very much, like, attached to the capital and what yeah. the capital sees in him. And, and how snow he's, being on top. Yep. And mm-hmm. all, yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's so... This book is so good. Yeah. <laughs> there's so much that just, like, amplifies... I kind of hate it. I kind of hate it. <laughs> I kind of hate it. I kind of hate it. I love but it. I also kind of love it. It's a love-hate relationship, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. How do you feel so far, Jess? Traumatized. Okay. Well, <laughs> As speaking of be. trauma, our next part we're moving into. Um, so these ga- the, what's really interesting is how the reaping is bringing up a lot of like trauma that he's remembering. Yeah. So yeah, now everybody is, has been assigned their people, right? Mm-hmm. But the reaping is bringing up a lot of like the trauma that in in flashbacks and stuff that we're reading through this of. Like, people are hungry hungry and all that stuff and why they're doing the Hunger Games and all that things. And we... Do we want to talk about those? <laughs> yeah, I think we should because I think it, it just goes to show how how awful everything got to be, right? Even in the capital. Even in the capital. Like, they were at, they were at war. Like, awful, like, things that you can never come back from happened during war. Yeah, the food, the supplies, all of that was cut off. Yeah, so we learned that... During the war, the um, the districts at one point had control of the food supply chain, and they ended up cutting it off to the yeah. capital. So people in the capital were starving, um, which led to one day he talks about an instance. This is really gruesome, Super so you might want to skip like fifteen seconds, thirty seconds, thirty seconds. Corio and his cousin are walking, and they're looking. I think they're looking for something, and they come across. Nero Price. Nero Price. And he, there's, their maid had died, and he is cutting her leg off in order to eat it. Because that's how awful and just, what other choice do you have? If you're going to starve. This kid is so traumatized. Yeah. That's literally, honestly, someone who worked for his family that he's probably grown up with. And I don't think it was their maid. It yeah, was the I think cranes. It was. Oh. It says a young maid who served tea so nicely at the cranes afternoon oh. gallery. But it's still someone but he they still knew. knew this he still lady. knew them, yeah. yeah. And then he's seen And he them. knew the family. Like, he grew up with the daughter of the dad who's literally chopping his maid's leg off yeah. to eat. Yeah. Um. Cool. And, oh, so he was talking about his realization that, um, like, even he could be viewed as edible. Like, if things get so bad, like... Yeah. And he basically talks about how him and Tigris... Is it Tigris or Tigris? I say Tigris. I think it's Tigris, too. Tigris. Just like a tiger. I don't know. I just like it. Yeah, I see that. That Um, makes sense. Tigris... uh, Him and Tigris never talk about it again. Because it's just so awful. Like, how do you ever... How could you... Like, what what are you supposed to talk... Like... We see this awful thing happen, they just and then we never, talk about it. They can just never acknowledge it. Like, that's just something you live with the rest of your life, knowing that it happened. I feel like if they acknowledge it, it's real. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I really saw that. Yeah. I lo- I'm nauseous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then they, uh, he goes on to say pretty much the only reason they survived as long as they did was because his grandma's foresight. She, like, was able to, like, barter for, like, pounds and pounds of lima beans, right? Yeah. And they were all, like... Which is disgusting. But no, like, it kind... This part kind of surprised me that she, like... Thought ahead enough. Thought ahead enough for that because she seems very much like, everything's fine, this is fine. Like, the little dog in the burning room and he's like, this is fine. Like, that to me is grand ma'am. Um, it's probably because she survived all of it, so she's like, we made it this far, everything's fine. Yeah, I don't know. But, so this part kind of surprised me about her mm-hmm. that they, um, that she did that, because then, over the years, they've been able to barter those for other food, or f- to make things, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Um, wow. So yeah, here they are, still alive. Anyway, so they survive off of that for literally, like, forever. 20 years. <laughs> Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> One other thing before we move into okay. chapter three is yeah. that they talk about how... Um, 
he's again like he kind of just has these like again and again is like going over these thoughts of like what will happen if he does not do what he wants to do right and so he's talking about being in debt to the capital and how that's a ticket to being a peacekeeper and that okay it's not like a big deal but like just like that connection i didn't even catch that it like blew my mind a little bit no idea what you're talking about. Peacekeepers? They talk about the peacekeepers. Yeah, but I don't know how it, like, connects to something later. N- not but, necessarily connected to something... Well, I guess, yeah. Well, anyway. but, but, no, he's but he's basically saying that, like, it's a capital job, but it's, like, bottom of the totem pole job, right? Yeah, like, because he could be... It's a 20-year... Like, a 20-year commitment, and he could be shipped anywhere. So you could be in any of the districts having to do anything. Yeah, it's, like, no say, bottom of the totem pole. Like, yeah. you have a job, but... Yeah. You're on a tight leash. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, chapter three. Wow. Um, he's waiting for Lucy to arrive. Yeah, he's at the train station. And he brought one of his grandmam's prized roses, which yes. apparently was, like, a big deal. Yeah. He had to, like, like convince her yeah, to let him take it. Yeah, because I guess even now, her roses are, like... Still revered. Yeah. Sorry. No, I was... No, I don't know why that's watching like, you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're both looking at me, like... <laughs> I guess just admiring staring and all. <laughs> Anyways, so Tigress has mentions that like he should view her as a value and like to show her that she's valued. Um and so that's why she brought a rose. Yeah. Like make he brought her a rose. like trust you, don't just Yeah. So he waits forever. Yeah. That was something that stood out to me is he literally waited forever. Because like no one else is there, it's just him on yeah, the that waiting. Too. He's the only and so he one. had to, like, bribe someone to even find out what day they were coming in on. And then he just stands there forever waiting. Because he doesn't, he doesn't know, know when. <laughs> and then we're all eating our oranges mm-hmm. out of our sangria. Pause for a break. <laughs> what bothered me about this was they arrived in, like, an old, like, cattle car. Yep. Like, he was expecting, like, a train car, like, a, for people. Yep. And it wasn't. No. So, very, like, abusive conditions, and, I don't know, this book talks a lot about, like, we care about our children, but, fuck children, like, you're sending your children to die, and they just throw them in this cattle car with, like, manure and whatever else, so, Corio's kind of, like, taken aback by this, as he should be, by the way the peacekeepers, quote-unquote peacekeepers, are literally throwing children to the ground, not ten-foot drops out of a train filled with manure, and, um, it was, like, traumatic. For sure. Yeah, because they're, like, squinting. So, like, this is obviously the first time they've seen sunlight in however many days, too. <sighs> and then they also are, like, handcuffed all together. And, like, their legs are, like, bound and stuff, too. So, obviously, they've been kept very poorly. Yes. They've been taken care of. Okay, so this is where Lucy and him meet the first time. Yes. Which is extremely iconic because he gives... Her little rose, and she takes a bite of the petal, <laughs> which is just like I literally can picture her just like reaching out her hand, pick, plucking one off, and, and then her just hands like are like cuffed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So it'd be like, but still graceful, and like, yeah. eh, like yeah. sticks it on her tongue. That's but hilarious. Yes, she's iconic. She's incredible. Yeah, obsessed. Yeah, and he's so he's the only um, mentor that like came yep. to meet his. Tribute. Tribute. They didn't even know that they had mentors. Right. That's correct. I didn't... When I read that, I was like, well, wait, what? So they haven't been told anything. Nothing. Mm. That's crazy. But, and then I love that he was like, I'll do my best to take care of you. Yeah, and then he just, <laughs> she goes, well, good luck, gorgeous. Yeah. And, like, winks at him. I kind of hear, like, a southern twang or something. Like I keep southern... thinking that. It gives me, like, very, like, either, like, Louisiana or, like, Appalachia sort yeah, of Yeah, just, like, a really charming... Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I hear it in my head. I think of her as way younger than she is. Hmm. Really? How like, old is very, she? Like, 16. 16. Oh, I picture her as 16. Mentally, like, well, but, like, with... Mentally, like the joy of like a twelve-year-old, like not a care in the world, like skipping around in the little frilly dress, like he says though here he said it says he again had the impression that he was witnessing a performance, but a private one this time. I think she's doing that on purpose. Yeah, I think it's all a performance. Oh yeah, I think she's very clever. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay. Um, so oh. then he takes a ride with them. Ah, he, like, ends up in their cage. Like, okay, so they could put it in another cage to go yeah. from a- point A to point B, and they, they literally get stuck in it. Yeah. yeah. And that was kind of a moment where Lucy, like, stood up for him because they were, like, gonna kill like, him. let's kill this. <laughs> Who is this? Let's kill him. And Lucy was just like, nah, not my no. mentor. <laughs> Yeah, and then they just chuck them into a freaking... At the zoo. Oh my gosh, they're keeping them at the zoo. In a freaking monkey cage. And they, like, freaking dump truck them into this... Yep. Like, down a chute straight into this. And Corio's like, oh shit, I'm here with them. (laughs) Like, what have I gotten myself into? He was like, this is a bad idea. Everyone can see me. What does this stand for? And they were, like, on TV and everything, right? What would you fall for? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they're on TV. Yeah. And he's like, don't run, don't freak out, don't cry. Chapter four, yeah. Yeah. Um, Honestly, this whole chapter, if I could sum this up, it's just that Lucy is freaking... Star of the show, man. Star of the show. Knows how to roll it so that it is Mm -hmm. a good thing. I wrote at the end of 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 my chapter, Azu, OMG, what a metaphor for the games. Yeah. yeah. Or for the future of the games, but honestly, just the games just in general. Just in general, yeah. even now. I don't even know about the future, and I'm already thinking that. Mm-hmm. But everyone's kind of gossiping because they see him, and, like, he has a moment where he's like, what are all these people doing? Like, don't they have jobs? Yeah. Shouldn't the kids be in school? <laughs> like, no wonder our capital is a freaking shit show. Yeah. Yeah. They're all just standing around watching humans in a monkey cage. Literally. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah, and I mean, wow. <laughs> everybody wants to place blame on somebody else for why everything's screwed up, and then nobody's, nobody's actually doing, doing anything. Yep. Nobody's working. The kids aren't in school. Like they're just watching other people suffer. Yeah, in order like, to that's make their, their entertainment. Better. Yeah. Well, that goes right into chapter four. They're still in the zoo. Yeah, um. and. She says to own it, Which and then he, like, introduces her, and she gives, like, a big bow. And... Just another stage. Yeah. Another performance for them. And... Let's see. Everyone loves her. Yeah. And we learned that, um, she says she's not really from 12, that she's <gasps> Covey. Yes. Which is interesting. Never had heard that before. I got the gist that it's, like, yeah. um... Like, caravan families or something. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, musicians by trade took a turn, wrong turn one day and were obliged to stay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Which, aka, they were forced to stay. Yeah, absolutely, of course. So Um, then, he gets out of the cage, and he's getting reprimanded for this whole going to see Lucy Gray Bear. Oh, yeah, after all that, yeah. Yeah, was there more about that? No, 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 no. And, like, so... Mr. Dean has a kite bottom. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is reprimanding him for this. Yeah. And, but he was never told he didn't, he couldn't do it. But he's told because he endangered himself and himself being a student that he got in trouble for endangering a student. We also meet Dr. Ghoul. (gasps) Yes. Who is the game maker? Kooky, hippity hoppity, crazy. crazy. Starts every sentence with hippity hoppity. Well, and rhymes. How is the zoo? It's like a children's I am hippity hoppity. How is the zoo? You fell in a cage and your tribute did too. Oh my gosh. Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. So they're talking. um, They're also talking about how, like, with the Hunger Games isn't really a thing without an audience. So, again, it's going right. back into how can they, like, engage people to watch more. Because people haven't really been watching. And the dean it's is gruesome. asking Corio, like, why do we do the Hunger Games? So, he's, like, oh, trying yeah. to think about it and, like, trying to figure out why. And they talk about the children. Yes. And how children matter yeah. to people. Yep. And he's like, people love the children. But then, like, that in itself, like, contradi- contradicts because... Okay, people love the children, and you're literally throwing children into a pit to fight to the death. Yeah. Like, where's yeah. the love for the children? Yeah. But they're doing it because it, it keeps it keeps that fear alive. Because yeah. it could be your child next. It could be yeah. your whoever next. And that's terrifying. And so you yeah. have to, like, how, it's like watching a car crash. Like, how do you look away? Or a dog poop. <laughs> 
Okay, Jess. I can't <laughs> say I have a problem. No, but people say that's a thing. Like, you can't look away from a dog taking a poop. I mean, <laughs> I, I personally can. <laughs> I, de- I definitely have. And I do. But it's a saying. It's a thing. Okay. For sure. What do you say so? <laughs> that's so funny. Um, but yeah, so we learned that he's gotten the demerit. And if he gets three, then he's expelled. So yeah. now he's, like, on edge. Which, yeah. it was crazy because it's the first time he's hearing this. So did they just make that up for him? He's, like saying he's gonna have to uh-huh. check the school like handbook to see like what a demerit is first of all yeah so i feel also, like it is kind of made up back when i was in school three demerits made for detention not yeah, yeah, expulsion not ex- yeah come yeah, on yeah. now yeah but i think this goes into something yeah anyway <laughs> so my first impressions finishing this up yeah. were i don't know how to feel about choreo i love lucy <laughs> uh these are just as this book is just as awful as the original trilogy uh like i think it may be more yeah um i'm also nostalgic like reading this i got so excited because i was telling beck and i was also telling my mom like it's all new so it has that like binge worthiness of like i need to know what happens next but also like comforting because i recognize a lot of what's happening as well um, oh, yes, death themes are always a good comfort. Always a yes. good comfort. And then I'm also excited to see where it goes because there's like several, I can already kind of see like several options for like what could happen and like how that leads into the further, like the, tr- the trilogy. I am completely in the dark yeah. and have no idea the but do options. You like it? Or, so I do, us, but I'm also traumatized. Yeah. yeah. Tell us how you feel about Choreo. I also have mixed feelings. Like, I want to like him because, like, I think he's trying, but also he has that, like, general, generational wealth, like, top of the line, hot shot, like, built into him. asshole yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah, but then I also see the parts where, like, it seems he's like kinda he's trying. trying. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it's also crazy to me, like, amongst all they've been through, how can they still, like, go through so much effort to put on such a show? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. It's so hard. Yep. So, as what, reading this as someone who's read all of it, I freaking love your thoughts and your just reactions to things, and, and I'm having a really hard time not saying anything. <laughs> Biting your tongue. Um... But yeah, this that was, was great. So good. I like this new. I like this new dialogue. Yeah, yeah, me that too. That seemed really good. Yeah, I enjoyed the conversation yes, we had. Ladies. That was awesome. Tell us what you think. What your thoughts are on choreo? Give us your made up ten words. What, yeah, yes. we'll do a poll on Spotify on like if you trust him or mm. if you don't. And if what you've read the books, you're not allowed to answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. See you guys next week. We're reading. Chapter five through eight, right? Through eight. Yeah, yeah. We're You've been listening to Tipsy Bookeries. We love you. Stay Bye. tipsy. Be Bye. good.